Personal Consecration to Mary This presentation was given by Father Carl Stelen on April 24, 2020 and is sponsored by the Fatima Center. Father beautifully and powerfully explains what consecration to Mary truly means and its effects. He details the complementary methods of both St. Louis de Montfort and St. Maximilian Mary Colby. Now, more than ever, is this consecration needed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Saint Maximilian Kolbe, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm asked to speak about the importance, the necessity of the consecration of ourselves to Our Lady. We know very well how important this term consecration is in the message of Fatima, consecration of Russia, consecration of the whole world, consecration of each one of us, of each institution, personal consecration, family, parish, country, world, Russia. We must very well know what is the meaning of what Our Lady asks Consecrate yourself to my Immaculate Heart. Consecrate Russia to my Immaculate Heart. In order to answer this, we must first of all answer the effect such a consecration will bring in our life. Look in Fatima, Our Lady says, if the consecration of Russia will be done according to her wishes, according to her requests, then Russia will convert. Conversion of Russia to the only Catholic truth. Conversion of this gigantic country to our Lord Jesus Christ and His Holy Catholic Church is an absolute miracle which can be compared with the miracle of the sun, Our Lady accomplished on the 13th of October in 1917. We could even say that this first gigantic cosmic miracle of the sun on the 13th of October was somehow the guarantee and the proof that Our Lady was able to, by the power of God, to accomplish such a miracle of the sun will be also able to accomplish another miracle, to convert a whole country which is absolutely in itself against the Catholic faith. Because schismatic orthodox, they, if they are consequent, they cannot stand the Catholic Church. Therefore, such a conversion is really the great miracle of Our Lady and that will have effects on the whole world. It will stop atheism, it will stop communism, it will stop Freemasonry, 
It will establish the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ through the reign of Mary. And this is also the last effect of such a consecration will be that what she promised, what should fill us with an immense joy, thanksgiving and consolation, at the end my immaculate heart will triumph. It is this promise of Our Lady and all that what she already did for us during the last hundred years, not the best, the best answer to what happens today in the world, in the church. We are in a moment of unexpected trials and tribulations, you know. And more than ever before, Our Lady is necessary for us. More than ever before, I would say, the message of Fatima becomes again an of importance which should bring us on the top of interest after having maybe the last two years forgotten a little bit or put aside the importance of Fatima. Yes, now let us come to the question, what is this consecration? The consecration, in fact, of ourselves, of the world, is an answer. The answer to a reality. This reality is, especially, the role of Our Lady in our life. The role of Our Lady in our life is simple. It is what Jesus Christ established. When God wanted to save the world, He could have chosen thousand different ways. He chose one. And we have not discussed what He could have done, but what He did. He wanted to send His own Son, the Son of God, to the world to save us, to establish the kingdom of His Son in the world, our Lord Jesus Christ, to establish by that the true religion, in order to gather all people of goodwill in His spiritual family, which is the mystical body of Jesus Christ Himself, Holy Mother Church. And these people, united with Jesus Christ, receiving the light of truth, Jesus Christ, our holy Catholic faith, living according to His will, observing the commandments, they will, united with Him, go the way back to heaven, to live forever and ever. That's the sense of our life. That's the sense of salvation, of the work of redemption, of the coming of Jesus Christ. But how Jesus Christ did this concretely? In fact, he chose a very special way. This very special way is that he all, all wanted to do with a woman, which is already visible in the very beginning of the history of human mankind, after fall, the fall of Adam and Eve and the so-called proto-gospel, proto-evangelium which already explains us that it will be the woman, woman with the child, that will crush Satan's power. Oh, what a wonderful announce. And so she was announced, together with him, the woman with a child. And this is now important to understand, 
that whenever we will see something in the world in the work of redemption of salvation is always Jesus with Mary our lady she becomes the mother of God she was chosen she opens the gates of the world to God who wants to come to save us God makes dependent on her on her free will on her fiat on her behold yes I want our salvation if she would have said no no nobody would keep saved we all would go to hell all people so much our Lord wants to join her in this work of salvation how much we owe to our lady how much we must rely on her already meditating the very moment of the beginning of salvation annunciation but that's not all Jesus Christ will live nine months under the heart of our lady in her womb dependent on her totally like in a prison she will give him to the world on the day of nativity of his nativity and Christmas furthermore he will what an astonishing decision of God he who came to save the world he will first of all live 30 years and doing we would say nothing he has not preached any word he has not established anything he has been a carpenter the son of Mary and Saint Joseph the Holy Family in this Holy Family we see that our Lord Jesus Christ was perfectly obedient and here we start to understand what is consecration we learn it from himself consecration means to give oneself up totally to the other I consecrate myself to the other that's what Jesus Christ did the child Jesus he was an erat subtitus ilis he was subject to them this word subtitus in the gospel means not only that he was always obedient that he was always respectful towards Saint Joseph and to Our Lady but he was subtitus he put himself under them this is the exact explanation that means he became somehow like a slave of these who became his masters God himself put himself on total dependence on Our Lady remember Saint Joseph according to tradition already died soon we didn't know exactly when but certainly many years Jesus Christ was only with Our Lady and he was subject to her until his 30th year of his life so we can say 90% of his life on earth Jesus Christ was has given us the example of a total consecration to Mary, to his mother. He always did what she wanted. He always followed her will. He always followed her will immediately, with greatest joy, perfectly. Never he did his own will. Never he did something on his own. Everything was under her care. He was totally to her. There was not any minute, any second, any activity, any prayer, 
any uh, getting up in the morning, going to bed, which would be independent from her. That's consecration. Later on, the great master of Our Lady, St. Louis Maria, Guinea de Montfort, explains us what consecration means. It is that we give ourselves to her entirely. Our body, our whole body, our soul, our heart, our affections, our love, our thoughts, our words, our deeds, even the merits of our prayers and our sacrifices, all, all, all belongs to her. In a much more perfect way, Jesus wanted to belong to Our Lady. And then he starts his public life. Apparently, Our Lady disappears. Therefore, she doesn't appear very often in the Gospels. Because the Gospels relate mainly the three years of the public life of our Lord Jesus Christ. However, the first miracle, Our Lady somehow provoked it. Jesus would not have done this miracle if Our Lady would not have asked for this. Our Lady will be invisible, but she will always be there. And Jesus Christ will always speak about her. In which way? Do you know how he calls himself? He calls himself Filius Hominis, the Son of Man. He doesn't say the Son of God. He always says the Son of Man. Filius hominis. The Son of Man came. The Son of Man. Now Jesus Christ was the Son of only one man. For no only one human being. We are all sons of two people. Of our parents. Dad and mom. Jesus Christ had no earthly dad. He had an earthly father. So he is the Son of Man. Of one man, of one human being, he could exactly say the son of Mary. That's exactly the same thing. So please, when you read the gospel, when you hear the gospel on Sunday in the church, please, when you hear so many times a year, the son of man came, you know, you can translate the son of Mary. However, Our Lady becomes again, let me say, comes on the first plan, on the first uh, place when we see Jesus Christ now accomplishing his work of redemption. Our Lord Jesus Christ will offer himself, die on the cross, and beneath the cross stands Our Lady. She stands there and she receives somehow the new appointment, if I can say uh, a vocation. She already has received from the very beginning because becoming the mother of Jesus Christ, who is head, will also, as St. Louis Maria Grignard-Montfort says, will become the mother of the whole body, the mystical body. But here in Calvary, Jesus Christ, he appoints her. Woman, behold your son. And to us all in St. John, we hear the outstanding, amazing words of our Savior. Behold your mother. That's it, what we have to realize. And to this, behold your mother, we have to give an answer. We must to say yes. We must, to accept, we must accept it. So you know, now we can understand what is consecration. When Jesus Christ, the day before his death in the evening, he washed to the, the apostles' the feet, and afterwards he asked, and do you know what I did? And then he said, 
I have given you an example. That you have to do as I did. Now my Lord Jesus Christ, how did you do? And our Lord Jesus Christ, he said, I was Mary's son. I was Mary's subject. I am consecrated to my mother totally. So I have given you an example, so you have to do as I have done. So do the same. Be also consecrated to mother, to my mother. And therefore I appoint her to become exactly also your mother. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that not outstanding about all miracles? That the mother of God, Jesus Christ asks from her, asks her to become my mother. Who am I? Who is she? She is the all saint. She is the immaculate. She is the queen of heaven and earth. I am a worm. I am a nothing. I am a sinner. I am a murderer. I am a bandit. I deny my Lord. I, I spit him in the face. I put the crown of thorns on his head. And participate in the scourging. And Jesus Christ. He says now to his own mother to receive me as son. Can you imagine my friends. Can you imagine that you would be a, a mother. Who loves her child incredibly. And now before your eyes good mother. You see a bandit coming. Who will torture your child, child before your eyes. Who will put thorns in his hands. Who will kill him. And just on dying, the child will say to you, Mother, take my murderer. Take him as me. He is your child now. It's impossible to imagine that in this world. However, that was Jesus Christ asking our lady. What must she have suffered to receive such an appointment? But she accepted. She said yes. And therefore I have also to say yes. If I am witness of such a miracle, of such a privilege, I must answer. And that's consecration. Consecration to Our Lady, my friends, my dear, it's nothing but saying yes to all what God does with us. God gives us his mother as mother. Now say yes. I want to receive you as my mother. So the act of consecration my friends. Is not only a very beautiful prayer. We read in our prayer books. The act of consecration is much more. It's not, not only pious wish. A wish which I could explain. I would like to do this. I would like to do that. No. The consecration is a firm act of will. It's not, I would like, maybe, sometime, uh, it would be fine. No. It must be clear and firm. Do you want? Yes. In this way we can compare consecration a little bit with the great, great decisions of our life. That's the true consecration. You know, of course, we can call consecration every prayer which expresses our love and our devotion and our desire to belong to her. But the true consecration is already an act of will. It's a contract. And this we all must understand. So please, 
uh, distinguish between consecration and consecration. Consecration as a pious wish we can, for instance, accomplish when a child receives the First Communion, then the child makes a little act of consecration to Our Lady. When we start our day, our morning prayers should always have the beautiful act of consecration. Oh, my mother, oh, my queen, I give myself entirely to you. Protect me. Keep me as your child and your property. This is wonderful. Or praying just wonderful acts of consecration which are fully in our prayer books. Wonderful. God loves such a thing. But that's not yet the great consecration. That's what really consecration means in its full extent and sense. Look, there is a child. The little child wants to give herself to Jesus. Like St. Teresa of Child Jesus and many others and all the children who feel in themselves uh, the vocation. They will already write little, little letters to, to Jesus. Your bride, your spouse, your little spouse they will write. Of course this is a wonderful wish. But you know very well a woman will become really spouse of Jesus Christ only the day of her religious profession, when she makes the vows of religion. The same thing we have, a boy will find a girl, they fall in love, and they want wants to be married, you know. And so he says, the boy, he writes to her, I am entirely to you, I belong to you with all my life, I love you, and so on. That is very pious and very beautiful and, and we know these lovely letters of love with the big heart and the flesh. It's clear, it's, it belongs to our life, but everybody knows that really he belongs to her and she belongs to him on the day of marriage, the contract. Do you want? Yes. Before the priest. Do you want? Yes. So give your other hands and the stole around and then it's done. Not any moment before. In a similar way, remember now the consecration. The consecration is absolutely important because it's that what our Lord Jesus Christ in fact wants. Jesus Christ was not consecrated to Mother Mary, his mother, in this wish fine maybe and in the future once. For him it was much more than a contract, it was his life. It should also become our life. But our life begins mostly with a contract. If you get a, when you, when you found a marriage, the life in the marriage in the family, it starts with the contract, with this firm act of will signed, which is absolutely clear and cannot be changed, cannot be annulled, cannot be cancelled. Yes, that's a consecration. Therefore, we have to prepare ourselves such a consecration very thoroughly. The beautiful prayers preparing is like the little letters of, the, of those who fall in love with one another to write that with one another. But when it becomes serious, when they prepare for marriage, they must work, eh? they must prepare themselves as novice has to prepare himself for his religious profession and uh, seminarians for his day of priesthood. So my friends, that will make the value of our consecration. And if you do that, and prepare yourself for that, and understand your consecration as that, my friends, then, then you have really done maybe the most beautiful a man can do in this world towards God. It's something like a holocaust. 
uh, giving yourself entirely, entirely, absolutely, to all what God makes. Now, to prepare yourself for this consecration is clearly marked by the greatest saints, Marian saints, which have been given to us, and by Our Lady herself. Of course, we know wonderful acts of consecration if we think about Saint Alphonsus of Liguori, of the blessed Father Shaminad, the founder of the Marianists. We have wonderful acts of consecration made by many saints, but maybe those who are the most thorough and also bestowed with the most of uh, indulgences by Holy Mother Church are certainly the consecration of the so-called holy slavery by Saint Louis Maria Grino de Montfort and then the famous act of consecration which has been given to us by Saint Maximilian Kolben and in between let me say it's Our Lady in Fatima who exactly explains in her words, her own words in her own requests the importance of the consecration to her Immaculate Heart. I will give you just a first let me say understanding about the difference because many people say Oh Father, I have made my consecration to Our Lady. Wonderful. Which one? Well, uh, Grignon de Montfort, because he's the most known since more than 300 years. And so, it's clear that most of the people think that they have made their consecration, so I don't understand why I make another one. The consecration always fixes a very, very precise point, an objective. So, the consecration is giving something to Our Lady. Now, Saint Grignon de Montfort is giving everything. And here you are right. You can say Grignon de Montfort's consecration, which is certainly the most profound, the most large, the most extent, uh, in its extent, contains all the others in, in itself. Because here you already give everything to Mother, to Mother Mary. Now Grignon de Montfort explains us. Our Lady stands before us as our Mother and as our Queen. Consecration means, from my side, that I accept this in its full extent. My consecration, according to Grignion de is be my mother, as Jesus wants, fully, totally. So, be my mother, nourish me. You love me more than anything else in the world. You love me so much. And a mother must be able to, to be a mother for her child. And the mother of her child will educate the child, will guide the child, will protect the child from all evil, will surround the child with all possible attention, will always be with the child, always eager to do what is the best for the child at any moment. That is what our lady does toward Jesus and she does towards me. So, if Our Lady wants to educate me, to educate my mind, Our Lady of Good Counsel, I must want it. If Our Lady wants to help me day and night, as Our Lady of Perpetual Help, I must want to do it. 
Why doesn't she? Why she can't help me so often? Because I don't want it. I don't think about that. I don't forget it. Or she wants to take my hands and I run away. This is my sins, forgetfulness, negligence and so on. That's the problem. And therefore, you see, the consecration asks not to make just a wonderful act to which I prepare. Exactly the same if I become a priest. The day of my priesthood, of my priestly ordination, is not the end, but the beginning. Afterwards, a whole life to live according to that what I promised as a priest. And the same with the consecration. What I, as an act of decision, act of consecration, promised to Our Lady, that she can be in its full extent, in her full extent, my mother, and I want to be her obedient child in all things, that she can be my queen, and I will be her soldier, her subject, always obedient, always fulfilling her will, always asking her what she wants from me, and I answer this. Well, the whole life I will be behind that. I will have to try morning to evening to correct myself because many times I do not live like that. I made my consecration, but I do not live according to my consecration. And Grignon de Montfort says, only if I really start to live my consecration, it will have its sense. But I cannot start to live my consecration if I had not already made my consecration to Our Lady. And therefore, it's so important to start our Christian life with Mary. In fact, the Marian life, to realize the role of Mary in my life, starts with the consecration. Then the Christian, the Catholic, has understood who Mary must be for me, according to the will of her Son. As long as I have not considered this, and I have not given myself entirely to her, as Jesus Christ asked me to do, I am out of the way. And Jesus Christ will help me, but he can not help me so much. Look, we are in these times of terrible trials. Remember that. Our Lady will guide you through all possible, impossible trials. Whatever can happen to you, she will be your mother. If you don't run away from her, if we give her our little dirty hands, day and night, Whatever may come, nothing will happen to us. Everything she will turn for our best. Look, that's our mother. Therefore, consecration today is even more important than in normal days. Extraordinary times, extraordinary graces, extraordinary responsibility. Now Our Lady will be very, very eager to find her Faithful children, her faithful apostles of Jesus and Mary in the latter times, as Grignon de Montfort explains us when he speaks about these times in which we live, then those who will belong to her entirely, only those, they will stand. Because who stands beneath the cross of Jesus Christ, our Lady? And thanks to her, the others stand. If she wouldn't be there, no one would stand. We would all crash. So stand, fix, fix yourself to Our Lady and trust her more than ever before. She will bring us through and will make us saints. Yes, well, the consecration of Grignon de Montfort 
is especially to consecrate myself. You see, a child and a mother, it is my spiritual life, my way to heaven. My consecration means that Mary must become my mother and she will guide me now through all the difficulties of the times, through this valley of tears, through this valley of tears, through this exile, and she brings me home. My immaculate heart, she says in Fatima, will be your refuge, your shelter, and the way which leads you to God. That's it. And therefore, Kenyon de Montfort, he explains us our consecration to Mary very specially on this most important point, which is my personal way back to God, my sanctification, my life with God, my daily, daily, daily relationship with God, so the work of my salvation, that I may save myself, that I may go out of the ways of sin and for, don't fall into the traps in the trap of the devil. And when I fall down, she she rises me up and she brings me higher and higher, as much as I am with her, until the gates of eternity of heaven. This is Kenyon number four in essentials. But remember, my friends, besides of my personal way back to God, my personal sanctification, let's say my prayer life, my sacramental life, my duties of states, my personal sanctification, we have another job to do. Go, Jesus Christ gives you another, well, let me say, view. Not only the, let me say, the uh, vertical one, where I look myself with Jesus back to heaven, but also the horizontal one. I have to look around myself and see I have something to do in this world. In other words, my, my life is is composed of two directions. My relationship to God, as St. Augustine says, my soul and God, and also the relationship with the others, the relationship with other men. Or the importance of the love of God with all my heart, with all my might, and the love of my labor as Jesus Christ has loved us. So Grignon de Montfort concentrates himself on this aspect of my personal life, my love to God, my way back to heaven. Grignon de Montfort. But Maximilian Kolbe has been chosen by Our Lady to highlight the other aspect, which means that I have to be in the relation with others, I have to love the neighbor, and here also Mary must be my mother and queen. So we have two ways of consecration here, which complete one another. It's not any uh, doubling, it's a completion. As the love of God is completed by the love of the neighbor and makes one love. So, my consecration to Mary, according to Grignon Montfort, will be completed by my consecration, according to Maximilian Kolbe, when Our Lady becomes my leader, my guide, my one and all, in my relationship to the next. And here we find, in fact, the whole spirituality and the whole, let me say, life and the whole great ideals and tasks 
which are linked with the Militia Immaculata, with the Knights of the Immaculata. It is exactly that, that our Lady wants, if we regard the neighbor, to use us as instruments in her immaculate hands in order to help the neighbor. Because love of the neighbor is what? It's not to give him a cigarette. It's not that what the modernists talk us all the day, all the day long that we help them to have a better life, that they are not hungry, and all these human things. Well, these things are important, but they are called the works of mercy. They are effects of the love of the neighbor, but not the love of the neighbor itself. The love of the neighbor itself, in its essence, as Jesus Christ has loved us, is, is what? is to do what we can for his best. I wish you, my dear neighbor, all the best. And what is all the best? The best of the best. There's only one thing. Eternal happiness. Heaven. Glory. That's it. So, love of the neighbor is to do what I can to bring the neighbor to God. To bring the neighbor to truth. To help the neighbor to go to heaven. Which means to help the neighbor to go out of hell. To convert him. To get him out of error and sin. And this is an amount of graces which comes only from God. What can I do for the sake, eternal sake of my neighbor by myself? Nothing. Just nothing. I'm just a miserable nothing. But who has now the graces to give the graces of conversion and sanctification to the neighbor in order to bring him out of the large alley which leads to the abyss of hell and to bring him up to the true way which leads to heaven it's our lady the mediatrix of our graces she has been appointed by Jesus Christ to pass all the graces he merited dying on the cross to her children and how does she do that? using us as her instruments, instruments in her immaculate hands, so that we can now receive her treasures, and through our little dirty hands, like through a channel, we pass her graces into the heart of the people, through our prayers, sacrifices, good example, and any kind of activities, for instance, distributing the miraculous medal. So, in order to finish, I would invite you to start with the easier one, if you have not done both. If you have already done, it's good, you just renew it and you look down to that much deeply. The way of preparing for Grignon de Montfort's consecration is a longer way. You must have a cultivated Marian life. And you must have read, meditated the treatise of the true devotion to Our Lady. You should know the works of Kenyon de Montfort, and so on. And then you have to prepare yourself with the 33 days retreats. The consecration, according to Maximilian Kolbe, is much easier. Because it's a little bit... Our Lady, he, she's just impatient. She wants to save so much. People of her children, they are lost. And therefore she is impatient to find instruments. Because without these instruments, she can't help. She can't help that. And these instruments are we. So, if you have never done any consecration, start with this. 
Here we have written such a little booklet, Consecration in Jesus, but almost nothing, available in our website uh, www.militiaimmaculata.org and uh, you find this everywhere to can hear this will be prepared for this act of consecration according to St. Maximilian Kolbe. It's a very easy and a very enthusiastic thing because you will discover in this moment that you have an immense job to accomplish in this world. Even if you're an old granny, if even you're a little child, even if you're a sick man, a good for nothing, with your little things, which I hope to be explained, to make explain another moment, with a little acts of love to our lady, you can help her immensely to do much more than uh, a richest man in the world could do, building one pounds after the others and dominating the whole world, because the whole world will finish. But one immortal soul you will have helped our lady to save will not finish. So this little thing has more value than the whole visible world. So you see, it's really worthwhile in these terrible times to come back to the essentials to come back to our Lord, to come back to Our Lady, and finally to do what they want. Then, whatever happens, we will do a great job. The greatest the world has ever seen. The world will never see it, by the way. Our good Freemasons and all the other poor people for the conversion of whom we pray, they will not appreciate all this what happens inside our heart. But before the billions of angels, and all the triumphant church, Saint Joseph, Our Lady and the Most Holy Trinity, everybody fixes you now and asks you, you can do so much to bring many, many people to happiness and therefore to give glory to God who wants so much that his son and the mother of God will be recognized as king, as a queen. So. Consecrate yourself to Our Lady. Prepare yourself to this and you will find an immense consolation in your life and eternity forever and ever. Thank you very much. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning and now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. I give you the blessing, benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, descendat super vos et maniat semper. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Our prayer is that this presentation may enlighten your faith, strengthen your hope, and inflame your charity. Please also Share it far and wide. For more resources regarding the message of Fatima and the Catholic faith, we invite you to visit our website, www.fatima.org. St. Louis de Montfort, pray for us. St. Maximilian Mary Colby, pray for us. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us.